the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Experience abundant outdoor space at the Royal Gorge Bridge and Park. You'll love the Colorado fresh air and views, a place for family fun and educational entertainment. General admission includes something for everyone. And for the thrill seekers, check out the heart-pounding adventure rides, Cloud Scraper Zipline, America's Highest Zipline, and the Royal Rush Sky Coaster. Or hike and climb granite walls on the Royal Gorge via Ferrata. From beginner to advanced climbers, RoyalGorgeBridge.com. America's Bridge. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hear life-changing messages all day on 100.7 The Word. Also, listen online at thewordfm107.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well and enjoying your day, enjoying your summer. I know it's just about time for kids to go back uh, to school. Our kids are are preparing for school and we're getting them ready. It's uh, pretty amazing that the summer's coming down uh, to an end. I'm live in studio today and I'm here to take your phone calls. So if you've got a question about the Bible or things that are going on in your life, I'd love to talk to you. The phone lines are open. The number is 844-596-7384-500 word. Also, you can send me a text. This is a great way to be part of today's show. Text me a question, text me a prayer request, 719-315-1726. Crosswalk Colorado Springs is on Monday through Wednesday from 5 to 6, focusing on Southern Colorado. Also, we have a podcast. Our show turns into a podcast, and it's Crosswalk Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find your podcast. We've been having a lot of great guests on the show. If you happen to miss them, you can jump on the podcast. Again, that's Crosswalk Colorado Springs for the podcast. So my real heart in doing the show is a pastor here in the city at Rocky Mountain Calvary, right in the central part of the city. I want to be available uh, to pastor here on air. So if you've got things that you're going through, I know it's a challenging time. I'd love to pray with you. Also, if you've got questions, I love being able to talk about uh, real things. You can send me a text. That text number is 719-315-1726. Again, that text number 719 315 
1726. Or if you'd like to call in, the number is 844 596 I'm going to give that to you one more time because I'd love to hear from you. 855-596-73. I know it's a difficult time. Uh, I'm sure most of you have noticed, everyone's noticed that money's not going near uh, as far. When you go to the grocery store, it seems like the prices of groceries just continue uh, to go up. It's a challenging time. Just wondering what's going to happen with inflation, what's happening with interest rates, uh, those type of things. Uh, There's concerns of what's happening on a a national level. So where do we go uh, with that? Uh, Hopefully we're going to the Lord. As you're driving down the road today and you've got worries and concerns that you were uh, thinking about to be able to give those concerns over to the Lord. I think in Philippians chapter 4 is a great section of scripture for us, for the times that we're living in, to be anxious uh, for nothing. It's it's easy for us to be in a place of worry. And God says, don't worry. What is it this afternoon that you're uh, worried about? Uh, give it over to the Lord. But the next thing that verse encourages us uh, to do is to give our request to God with a thanksgiving. So take that worry, take that burden, that concern, and give it over uh, to the Lord. Are you concerned about money? Are you concerned about your kids starting the school year? Is there a relationship in your life uh, that is causing pain? If you've gotten a diagnosis uh, with your health that is discouraging, Give that over to the Lord. We have a loving Father who is uh, listening. And then be thankful. Wrap that request in thanksgiving. I know for me that I find being thankful totally changes my outlook. How do we know if we're in the will of God? One of the clear ways is if we're thankful. We're told in 1 Thessalonians that we're to be thankful in Christ Jesus, for this is the will of God. So if I'm being thankful, I am in his will, uh, choosing to be thankful. Then in Philippians chapter four, the promise is as we give our request to God with thanksgiving, choosing to not worry, that God gives us the peace that surpasses understanding. It's a peace that guards us, guards our hearts and minds, and it surpasses understanding. Our worship pastor puts it this way. If you've got two cars that were racing in NASCAR and one was a piece that comes from understanding and another is a piece that surpasses understanding, we're always rooting for the piece that comes from understanding. But God wants to give us a piece that surpasses understanding. We're not going to figure out the ways of God. We're not going to figure out what he's doing in our lives, but he is willing to give us a peace that surpasses understanding. Again, this is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier, live in studio, ready to take your phone calls and your questions. The number to call, 844-596-73. Also, you can send me a text, 719 315 1726. Let me know you're out there. Let me know you're listening. You really make the show uh, with your questions, your prayer requests, and your thoughts. A lot going on in the news. I want to take a a quick moment to look at some of the news that's uh, taking place, try to look at it through a biblical lens. The DOJ sues Idaho over an abortion ban in the first legal battle post-Roe. So Roe versus Wade has been overturned on a federal level, and abortions being decided state by state. This comes from the Wall Street Journal. The Justice Report on Tuesday filed a lawsuit challenging Idaho's near-total ban on abortion, 
setting up the Biden administration's first legal battle over abortion access since the Supreme Court in June overturned Roe v. Wade and eliminated the constitutional right to end a pregnancy. The lawsuit says Idaho's abortion restrictions unlawfully conflict with a federal law that requires hospitals accepting Medicare to provide emergency treatment. So now we're going to see this really be contested in uh, the courts, and Idaho is going to be the front runner for this. Why is this an important issue uh, as Christians is because life belongs to the Lord. God is the one who gives life, and so we're to protect life. We're created in God's image. So try to keep that in mind as you're hearing so much uh, about abortion is to know that it's an important issue uh, to the Lord. Yesterday's show, if you happened to miss it, we had Barbara Miller and Brenda Schuler from Bridges of Hope right here in Colorado Springs on talking about healing uh, for those that have experienced an abortion or participated in abortion. So that's uh, today's news uh, coming out of Idaho. Another story that caught my attention is Speaker Pelosi visits uh, Taiwan and China launches military exercises around uh, Taiwan. Again, this is the Wall Street Journal. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi landed in Taiwan on Tuesday, defying stern warnings from Beijing against a visit that China Communist Party regards as a challenge to its sovereignty. So Taiwan, China has declared that Taiwan is under their sovereignty. It's hotly contested. Pelosi steps right into it and goes and visits uh, Taiwan. How do we see that uh, from a biblical perspective? To know that God rules and reigns over the nations. All these things that are taking place in the nations ultimately are under God's authority and God is working things together uh, towards a, a plan. And so as we see these things taking place, it causes us to be prayerful about all the things that are taking place in our world. So you're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I hope that you're doing well as you're traveling down the road on this Wednesday afternoon. It's a beautiful day here in Colorado Springs. Uh, We've got some nice clouds that have come in. My wife and I have really enjoyed uh, this summer in Colorado Springs with all of the rain that we've been getting. It hasn't been uh, too hot. It's been several years since we've had this kind of rain here in uh, Colorado Springs. So I hope that you're enjoying it, navigating traffic well. I'm here to take your phone calls if you've got questions, prayer requests, Love talking about things that are on your heart, 844-500-9673. You can also send me a text. It comes right to me, right to my laptop, 719-315-1726. If you are looking for a home church, I'd like to invite you to Rocky Mountain Calvary. We have two locations, uh, one on Awesome Bluffs and Academy, and another out in Ellicott. So check out our website, rmcalvary.org, and come join us. We're going to head to a break and be right back. We've got a lot of important things uh, to talk about and looking at some questions that are on your heart. So stay with me. We'll be right back. I can't count the times I've called your name so broken night. And you showed up and patched me up like you do every time. I get amnesia. 100.7, The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. 
Thanks for journeying with me. Thanks for listening. Hope you're doing okay in traffic or maybe you're home for the day are still working. I'm live in studio here. We're ready to take your phone calls, 844-500-9673, 844-500-WORD. Also, if you'd send me a text with a prayer request or a question, I will do my best to answer it. Would love to pray for you, 719 315 1726. Again, that text only number is 719 315 1726. Send me over a prayer request or a question. One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot the last couple of weeks is the power of the cross. And I think a lot of times as believers, we think about Christ's death and resurrection with our conversion, when we came to know Christ as our Savior, which is is hugely important. But the power of the cross doesn't stop the moment that we're saved. It continues to impact our lives. One of my favorite authors is David Tripp, and he writes a book called Dangerous Calling for Pastors, and he encourages us to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. So what would that look like? Well, I'm a sinner, It needs to be saved by God's grace. Am I a sinner today? Absolutely. Do I need God's grace today? Absolutely. Does Jesus love me today? Absolutely. How do I know this? Because of the cross of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 12, we're exhorted and encouraged. It says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Are you feeling that place of being tired and discouraged. I know I oftentimes find myself in that place, and we're encouraged to put our minds to consider what Christ went through on uh, the cross, and that protects us from discouragement. I know sometimes I think that I've got it bad, and I start feeling sorry for myself until I meet someone that's in a much more difficult circumstance than I am. I I know I had this happen on Sunday. I was talking with a man in our church uh, who served in our military, served in the army, and do so. He lost his eyesight, and he's blind, but he hasn't allowed that to stop him, and he competes as an athlete at a very high level and even snowboards and does all these amazing things. And he He was a real inspiration to me to think about the suffering that he goes through. So how much more so to think about the suffering of Christ, that Christ was spit upon, that his beard was ripped out, the crown of thorns. He was whipped for us, nailed to the cross so that we could receive forgiveness of sins. So if you find yourself in that place of discouragement this afternoon as you're traveling down the road or you're weary, you're tired is think about the cross. Think about what Christ did for you and his love uh, for you. We've had a few text questions that have come in. I would like to jump over and and grab those. If you've got a text question or a prayer request, 719-315-1726. My question is, how do you explain speaking in tongues? Is it a different type of language or is it babbling? I'm so confused. Is it a gift? If so... How do you receive this gift? How do you use it? I'm totally uh, confused. There's a lot of question about speaking in tongues. And let me unpack this a little bit from the scriptures. First, we see in the book of Acts where 
The disciples are praying in the upper room, waiting for the filling of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came upon them, and there was tongues of fire on their heads. And then they spoke in languages that they didn't know themselves personally, but there was those gathered from other nations to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, and they heard the wonderful works of God in their own language. So it seems to me from that account in the book of Acts that speaking in tongues is known languages, but it's not a language that's known to me. It's not my native tongue. And the purpose of speaking in tongues is to declare the wonderful works of God. It's as if you're praying and you've reached as far as you can in your known language and the Holy Spirit may come upon you and you begin to speak in tongues. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12 and also 1 Corinthians 14, I'd really encourage you to look at those sections of Scripture, is we do have instruction on how to use this gift of tongues in a congregational setting. It says there, if someone's going to speak in tongues, they need to wait for interpretation. So then it would be declared to the church what that tongues means. So that's spoken in another language. And now here's the interpretation of it so that everyone could be edified. Now, as far as how to receive this, we can ask if the Lord would give us the gift of speaking in tongues. I think it's appropriate to ask. But just like the other gifts, God doesn't give the gift of speaking in tongues to everyone. He sovereignly chooses who he desires to give the gifts to. And in some circles, they teach if you don't speak in tongues, you're not filled with the Spirit, or if you don't speak in tongues, you're not saved. But what's the evidence biblically of knowing that you are filled with the Spirit? It's love, for the fruit of the Spirit is love. So the evidence of God's Spirit in our lives is not speaking in tongues. God may allow for some to speak in tongues and others to not speak in tongues. From what I've read and understand, Billy Graham, the late great evangelist, uh, never spoke in tongues, and he was obviously saved and obviously filled uh, with the Holy Spirit. So hopefully that is a help uh, to you. Another text question that has come in, love these text questions. Feel free to send them over, 719-315-1726. The the text number, 719-315-1726. 1726. There are a number of websites using scripture to quote unquote prove that anyone who divorces, regardless of the reason, and remarries while their former spouse is still alive is in a perpetual state of adultery and doomed uh, to hell. What do you think? So, this is a pretty uh, deep question, and I'd encourage you to examine it with me. What dooms us uh, to hell? Well, there's only one thing that dooms us to hell, and that's rejecting Jesus Christ as our Savior. We think of John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what causes us to have everlasting life? It's believing in Jesus, what he's done for us his death and resurrection for the forgiveness of sins. And so if someone gets a divorce and, and remarried, That isn't what is going to doom them to hell for all of eternity. So, so important to take that question and really put it through the lens of Scripture, the lens of the gospel. Obviously, God's heart is not for a divorce, but as our hearts turn to him in brokenness and repentance, he forgives and begins to restore and rebuild our lives. 
Been focusing personally in my life the last few weeks, the cross of Jesus Christ, what it means to us as believers. When we focus on the cross of Christ, it does protect us from weariness and also from discouragement. But also, the cross of Christ proves the love of God. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrated his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it's his own love. It's what he possesses in and of himself. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Maybe you're questioning if God loves you or if God values you. By looking to the cross, you know that you know that he loves you because God gave his only son for you upon the cross, for me upon the cross. That That's good news. That's something I need to focus on every day, not just the day that I received Christ as my Savior. You may have noticed when Jesus was baptized, the Father speaks from heaven and says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Eric paraphrase on this is, he's like, this is my boy. This is my boy right here, and I am proud of him. God wanted us to know that he loved his son. Why? Because he loved us enough to lay down his son for us to be saved and forgiven. So good stuff. Focus on the cross today. We'd love to hear from you. We're headed to a break. We've got great things coming up, so stay with us. We'll be right back on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well and having a great afternoon, knowing that the Lord is with you, that he loves you, focusing on the cross of Jesus Christ today. The cross is what saves us, but it's also what encourages us along the way. Love talking about what's on your heart, what you're going through. You can call in 844-500-9673. Again, that number is 844-500-WORD. Or you can send me a text, 719-315-1726. Here's a text. Thanks so much for sending it in. Serious question with respect to Matthew twenty four twenty seven: Is the earth flat? When Christ returns, the Bible states that everyone on this earth will see him. Bible times didn't have cable or satellite TV, so obviously this is not a viable uh, solution. So let's look at Matthew 24, uh, 27. It says, For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So this says, as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, it's speaking of how quickly the coming of the Son of Man will be. And everybody seeing the coming of Jesus Christ does not imply that the earth is flat. God is God, and he is able to allow the coming of his son to be seen by the whole world without using the internet or cable TV or any of those type of things. And this idea that the Bible teaches that the earth is flat, I just don't see it at all uh, anywhere in, in Scripture so there's no biblical support of saying that the earth uh, is flat. And we've got so much imagery to know absolutely that, that the earth is, is not flat at all. And so I don't believe that Revelations 24, 27 is pointing to flat earth. God is completely able to make us see his son when he returns. He's God and he is not uh, limited at all. So 
The number to call, 844-596-73. You can also send in a text, 719-315-1726. Here's another text question. It says, hi, Eric, does RMC offer marriage counseling? I'm also curious about how the Lord wants us to forgive. I understand that Jesus forgave us, but may have your two cents as well. So thanks so much for uh, sending in this question. And yes, uh, we do offer a biblical uh, marriage counseling. If you call the church office, uh, we'd love to get that scheduled uh, for you. And I know it's a big deal uh, to call a church uh, for a marriage counseling. To, to go in to counseling in any setting uh, takes a lot of humility. I think there's a lot of spiritual warfare coming against us to asking uh, for help but God works as as we humble ourselves and allow others to be able to speak into our lives. As far as forgiveness, uh, I'd like to read Ephesians 4:32 and forgiveness is not easy when uh, we've been hurt. This is Ephesians 4:32 it says and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus forgave you. So having this kind and tender heart, forgiving, because God has forgiven us. So it really comes from this place of knowing that we're completely forgiven by God. And and why does God forgive us? Because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Not because we deserve it, but because the power of the sacrifice of his son upon the cross. And I think many of us know this truth that God's forgiven me, and so I'm to forgive others. But when we're in that moment where we've been hurt and maybe bitterness has has crept in, I at least know for me, in the times that I've been seriously hurt, I've never felt like forgiving. My emotions say, don't forgive. And yet, I have to choose to obey. I have to choose to say, I'm going to forgive because Christ has forgiven me. And sometimes I'll even say that out loud. I forgive so-and-so, put their name in, because Christ has forgiven me. And then to begin to pray for the person that has hurt you. And God is, is powerful to be able to move in our prayers as we pray blessing upon them. What are the things that you would want in your life where you're taught to love our neighbor as ourselves. So I'd like provision, you know, I'd like healthy relationships. I'd like good health. I'd like a closeness with Jesus. And so start praying those things over that person that has hurt you. And, and over time, God's going to use that to, to change your heart. One of the things that my pastor would say quite regularly growing up, he's just a great uh, pastor. And he said this, If you change your mind, God will change your heart. But if you don't change your mind, God won't uh, change your heart. So it's choosing out of obedience to change your mind. I'm choosing to forgive this person because Christ has forgiven me. It's a choice of obedience. And the hard thing is, is you might choose to forgive right now, but then tomorrow morning have to forgive again or later on uh, tonight. So I'd like to pray for you. Thanks for the courage to be able to send in uh, this this text to send in this request. And Father, I just lift up this marriage to you. And Lord, as they're thinking about marriage counseling, I pray that you would link them up with some great marriage counseling and wrestling through forgiveness, Lord. And in marriage, we we have to forgive. And sometimes it can be difficult. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would come and, and cause that tender heart 
that what you've done, Jesus, would, would be magnified and forgiveness could flow through that place. And I pray that in all marriages, Lord, through Southern Colorado, through, through our city, that you'd be gracious to marriages, that you'd protect, that you would allow forgiveness to flow. But specifically this listener, this afternoon, Lord, that's wading through the waters of forgiveness, would you bless them and would you encourage them? Thanks so much for listening. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. It's Wednesday afternoon. Would love to hear from you. Send me a text, 719-315-1726. Again, 719-315-1726. Or you can give us a call, 844-500-WORD. This is a really good question and want to spend a few moments on it. Are there really hundreds of flood legends giving credence to the Genesis flood? Is, is this really documented that we know that a lot of people groups have documented the worldwide flood. This comes from gotquestions.org. They've got a lot of resources there. If you've never looked at it, gotquestions.org. But this is an answer they provide to that question. The book of Genesis tells of a worldwide flood sent as God's judgment on a world long ago. The memory of that flood has been preserved in cultures all over the globe as acknowledged by ancient writers such as Josephus, who wrote almost 2,000 years ago, all writers of barbarian history make mention of this flood of this ark and mentions the Egyptians, the Phoenicians, the Babylonians. Josephus is correct. And as we've seen, Native American legend has this, the Apache Indians write of a worldwide flood. We have Indians in North Dakota, the Medan tribe, writing of a worldwide flood. We also have in the American Northwest, the Spokane, the Nez Indians, writing of a worldwide flood. On a global level, uh, we have Native Americans in Canada and, and Alaska. In Mexico, we have Aztecs and the Mayans writing of a worldwide flood also in Central and South America, as well as the earliest records of the European explorers. So we have throughout the world these recordings amongst people groups of the flood, which does give credence to the flood. As you look at all of the evidence to the flood, it's absolutely mind-blowing, but it's amazing how many people want to contest the flood and contest the, the book of Genesis. So many foundational things for our faith are found in the book of Genesis. You're listening to Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. We're going to continue to tackle your questions, so stay with me. We'll be right back after this break. All of my fears, Welcome back to Crosswalk. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well. Thanks so much for listening from this 5 to 6 o'clock hour, Mondays through Wednesdays for Colorado Springs, Southern Colorado. Love focusing on what's going on in our community, talking about what God is doing. If you've got questions, feel free to call 844-596-73. Also, you can send a text 719 315 1726. This is a text question that just came in. It says, Hi, Pastor Eric. I've recently tried having a conversation with some Mormons that approached me 
although they say some key phrases, the, their argument is that Jesus isn't God because he never specifically says, I am God. How would you respond? Have you dated? Have you debated with Mormons uh, before? So this is a, a really important question. I actually think that this is one of the most important questions that we can wrestle with is Jesus God, because everything hinges on Jesus being God. And Jesus did claim very specifically to be God. And a really good case in point of this is in John 10, verse 30. Jesus said, I and the Father in one. The Jews who heard him make the statement knew well that he was claiming to be God, as witnessed by their reaction. His Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him, John 10, 31. When he asked them while they were attempting to stone him, they said, For blasphemy, because you are a mere man and you claim to be God. Stoning was the penalty of blasphemy. So, by Jesus saying that he and the Father were, were one, he was clearly stating that he was God. The hearers understood it and wanted to stone him. Also in John, John eight fifty eight, Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. The Jews, upon hearing him, clearly understood that he was claiming preexistence and more than that, to be Yahweh, the great I am of Exodus 3, 14. Exodus 3.14 is when God revealed himself uh, to Moses. Moses wanted to ask the name of God as he was being sent back to Pharaoh. And God said, I am that I am. Also, John chapter 1, the gospel of John begins with the statement of deity. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then in John 1.14, it identifies Jesus as the word that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And I have uh, talked with Mormons uh, before. I lived in Salt Lake from the time I was 14, actually 16 to, to 19, and encountered a lot of, of Mormons. And I think that uh, Mormons really have to see it in our lives. You know, they aren't many times going to be won over through an argument, though it's good to reason with them in the scriptures, but a lot of times they have to allow it to be seen in our lives. There was one man in our church in Salt Lake City, and he had a neighbor across the street that was a born-again Christian, and he watched that neighbor for over 20 years before he received Christ as uh, his, his Savior. You know, the Book of Mormon says that you're saved by grace after you've done all that you can do. So how do you know when you've done enough? You know, how do you know that you've done enough uh, to be saved? It's really not a message of grace at all. And the message of Mormonism is uh, completely different to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're teaching a completely different uh, Jesus. So I would encourage you to continue loving those Mormons and praying for them. A reasoning with them in the, the scripture. And all false religions develop over a misbelief of false teaching about the person and work of Jesus Christ, and they reject uh, the deity of uh, Jesus Christ. So it's a great, great question. Thanks so much uh, for sending it in. If you've got a text question, we've got a few minutes left. Our phone call text number is 719-315-1726. Again, that text number is 719-315-1726. Also, uh, you can 
give me a call, 844-500-9673. Remember, today's show does turn into a podcast. If you go to Crosswalk Colorado Springs Podcast, if you just Google that, Crosswalk Colorado Springs Podcast, you'll find it anywhere that you stream your podcasts. I know many kids are headed back to school, teachers are back to school, principals, administrators, school boards are working hard. I want to take a moment to just pray over the students of our city, pray over our school teachers. Thank you so much, all of our school teachers, all of the work that, that you do, all of those parents that are homeschooling. We just want to pray for God's blessing here in Southern Colorado. Father, we thank you for our city. We thank you for the, the beautiful mountains that you've provided and I do think of all of the, the school teachers and the principals, school bus drivers, teachers' aides, so much prep going into the school year. It's been a challenging time for teachers. And God, would you be gracious? Would you encourage teachers? Uh, would you give them motivation? Would you give them vision? I, I pray for parents that have been led to homeschool, that you would give them strength, give them wisdom and, and protection. And we pray for all all the students that are in a lot of different school settings. We pray for their protection, for their safety. They pray that they would know Jesus, that they would know your forgiveness, that know your power in their lives and and walk with you. So God, would you be gracious to them in an incredible way? In Jesus' name, amen. Something I've been thinking a lot about uh, personally is just the power of the cross. I'm actually going to give a message just here in a few minutes at Rocky Mountain Calvary if you want to join us at at 6.30 about considering the cross. Is The cross of Jesus Christ is what saves us, but it's also where we continue to focus every day as a believer. And the cross of Jesus Christ, it really does provide everything in our lives, but it provides comfort and healing. Consider with me for a few moments Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is this amazing prophecy in the Old Testament of the crucifixion of uh, Jesus. And this is Isaiah 53, verse 3. It says, He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. So, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Jesus understands the sorrow, the disappointment, the pain, the rejection like no one else. If someone has gone through a similar experience as you, they can kind of understand the pain that you've gone through, but it's different. They don't exactly know the pain that you have walked through. But Jesus understands your pain. And this is what I think is really redemptive about the pain that we go through is it gives us opportunity to know Christ in a greater way. Because when we we think about the cross, we're not just thinking about information, but we really want revelation of Jesus. We want to understand him in in a greater way. So when I suffer in any way in my life, it can point me to the suffering of Christ. Think about physical suffering. Well, it helps me understand the physical suffering of Christ. If if we go through rejection, it enables us to understand the rejection of Christ in a greater way. And so there's tremendous comfort at the cross of Jesus Christ. Take your pain to the cross of Jesus Christ. Also, the cross provides healing. Again, Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And God does promise a physical healing, 
Not always in this life. I don't believe God always heals in this life. Sometimes the healing is taking us to eternal life and receiving our glorified bodies. But he wants to heal your heart through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus, that rejection, that brokenness, those deep hurts and wounds that we carry, the deep disappointments, the cross of Jesus Christ comes and heals those things. So I just want to encourage you today, as you're home, driving down the road, at work, listening to the podcast, is knowing the cross of Jesus Christ, that Jesus does love you because he died on the cross for you. God demonstrated his love for us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, have a great night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.